rum caramel and blackstrap molasses were added to straight alcohol and then thinned with water to make a passable imitation rum. The bootleg culture had a great effect on the corruption of local citizens and government. Under-the-table money became normal operating procedure in several communities. Bootleg whiskey, like income taxes, made criminals of many honest men. Chapter 1 May, 1923 do you boys have any ideas about how much money those damned wops are making running the booze into and through North Dakota? Andy Larson asked, waving a partial bottle of whiskey above the bonfire. Yellow lights danced on his dark eyes, and his grim face was aged beyond his twenty-three years. He was tall and thin, and his short black hair and thick mustache were flecked with gray. The light reflected off the bottle as he looked around at the others and shook his head. You don't have a clue, do you? He took a long drink and passed the nearly empty bottle to Billy Nestos. Well, I know it's a whole damn lot more cash than I'm making at the lumber yard, Nestos answered before taking a drink and passing the bottle on to Bert Garsky. What are you making at the lumber yard, Billy? Larson asked. Twenty? Twenty-five bucks a week? Nestos nodded. If I work a full sixty hours. Billy was short and stocky with piercing blue eyes and long brown hair. My cousin Rod was making more than that driving a truck down to Bismarck and back up to the three corners, Larson said. He was paid to nickel a mile to drive a truck loaded with some damn wop's illegal booze. They even paid him the same to drive it back empty. How come he ain't doing that any more? Nestos asked. Well, about three weeks ago, he dropped a case of whiskey on his foot and broke a couple of bones in it. He can't work the pedals to drive. Now he just sits around and bitches about the price of whiskey and how life ain't fair. Bert Garsky shook his head after he held the bottle up toward the fire to judge how much whiskey was still in it. This bottle ain't gonna last too much longer to rate you boys are sucking it down, he muttered, took a drink, and passed it to his identical twin brother, Mike. The Garsky brothers were tall and thin with sad blue eyes, cropped blonde hair, and short, fuzzy mustaches. Mike took a long swallow and passed the bottle to the last man in the circle, Louis Bergevin, who tipped it up, drained it, laughed and passed it on to Larson. Bergevin, who worked in his father's blacksmith shop, was tall and powerfully built. His face was lined and had the darkness that comes with working long hours in a hot, smoky, sooty atmosphere. His hair was dark, and a large walrus mustache covered most of his mouth. His squinty brown eyes had a know-it-all twinkle. I told you it wouldn't last very long, Bert Garsky said, as he pulled out his tobacco bag and began to roll a cigarette. Hell, barely made it around the circle five times. Those wops are taking millions running their whiskey through here, Andy Larson said, in answer to his own question as he swung the empty bottle in the air. We're paying three dollars a bottle for this stuff, and it's coming across the Canadian border two hundred miles north of here where they're making it. 
There's one hell of a profit in whiskey. I'm told it costs them less than seventy-five cents to distill, bottle, and ship a single quart bottle. They wholesale it to the speakeasies and blind pigs for anywhere from two to three bucks a bottle. We have to buy it for three to four and a half bucks. There's about thirty shots to a bottle, and in a bar we pay two bits for one measly shot. That's making at least five and a half bucks a bottle before they add water and tobacco juice, or who knows what else they do to water it down. So what's your point? Bert Garsky asked, as he used the branch from the fire to light his cigarette. We want the booze, we gotta pay for it, don't we? There's a damn big difference between paying a fair price and getting screwed, Larson declared. I got a plan to steal some of this stuff. He emphasized his point as he swung the empty bottle again and then tossed it back over his